many people didn't know what was social entrepreneurship at that time. Klaus and I started the Schwab Foundation for Social Entrepreneurship in the late uh, 90s because I thought it was important to give them a platform, to include them in the works of the World Economic Forum. Give them a platform and give them recognition. Welcome to Let's Fix It, the podcast from the Schwab Foundation for Social Entrepreneurship and the World Economic Forum that speaks to leading social innovators and finds out how they're fixing some of the world's biggest problems. In this episode, we speak to the very first employee of the World Economic Forum and the visionary leader who co-founded the Schwab Foundation for Social Entrepreneurship, Mrs. Hilde Schwab. The Schwab Foundation for Social Entrepreneurship is a community of 400 leading social innovators making the world a more sustainable, equitable, and inclusive space. They're impacting the lives of over 722 million people in 190 countries. We have come a long way now. It was hard at the beginning, it was not obvious, but I think it will continue like this, and that's really my, my greatest joy. Subscribe to Let's Fix It on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts, and make sure to like, rate, and review us. I'm Pavitra Raja at the Schwab Foundation for Social Entrepreneurship. Join me and learn how some of the world's very bright minds are quite literally fixing it. Welcome to a very special episode of Let's Fix It, where we delve into our origin story with the one and only Hilde Schwab. Hilde Schwab is a serial social entrepreneur herself, having co-founded two global entities. She is a huge inspiration to all who know her and has been creating spaces for social entrepreneurs, artists, and activists in global arenas for over 50 years. My name is Hilde Schwab. I am the co-founder and chairperson of the Schwab Foundation for Social Entrepreneurship and also co-founder and chairperson of the World Arts Forum. Both are sister organizations of the World Economic Forum. When I joined the World Economic Forum, it was before it even existed. So my husband, Klaus Schwab, had this idea. He had written a book about stakeholder capitalism, which means that corporations are responsible not only for shareholders, but also for stakeholders. And the stakeholders are uh, the wider community. At that time, they were talking about employees, about clients, uh, but also environment and the society at large. Following that, he wanted to create a platform for all these stakeholders to meet and to discuss problems and find solutions. He had defined Davos as an ideal place because it was a little bit outside of all the big hustle of great cities. But then he was looking for somebody who could organize this event, and that was me. So that's how I joined his idea at that time. It was in 1970. Maybe could you share with us one of the stories? So you, you were the first employee. There were, I'm sure there are lots of stories from the, from the starting days of the forum. The time was very different because we had no mobile phones. We had no, not even fax machines. It, it was a very different time. Klaus and I, we did everything ourselves. I mean, when we sent out the invitations, that was a registration card put in an envelope. We had to stick a stamp on it, bring everything to the post office. This was uh, really different. And then uh, the first meeting was self-financed. For us, it was a very difficult period because we didn't know if the idea would fly. So every time we got one of those cards back, we looked at it and said, oh, OK, another one, another one. And uh, at the end, the first meeting took place in January in 1971. 
and we had 444 participants, only business people and mostly Europeans. Uh, of course, the forum developed itself. We included people from government, from civil society, academia. The forum developed itself for the last 50 years. In the course of this development also, we added not only business and government, but also artists. I was always interested in arts and in culture because I thought that they bring another dimension to the discussions. They touch our hearts and our souls and are really important to see the problems from a different angle. You wear so many hats. You were the chairperson and co-founder of the Schwab Foundation. You wear the hat of being the chairperson and co-founder of the World Arts Forum. You were the first employee of the World Economic Forum. That, that's quite a lot of things on your plate. But how do you balance all of that in your life? I think it's a whole. I don't see it as, as different activities in different sectors. I think everything gets together and we need to have a holistic view of our world. And that's what I am having. Everything goes together. And this is our whole life. It's, it's politics, it's economics, it's arts, it's social entrepreneurship. Let's shift gear a little bit and talk about the Schwab Foundation. And I know that along with artists, social entrepreneurs have always been very close to your heart as well. Could you tell us a little bit about why are social entrepreneurs so close to your heart? I always thought that we should do something for the people who are working on the ground. I saw and heard and read about very great efforts who are done to reduce poverty, to bring clean water to the villages, to send girls to schools. They matter so much. And um, my first awakening, so to speak, was when I heard about Mohammed Yunus on the microcredits. And I thought there must be many more people, hundreds around the world, who, like him, create a big movement. We just need to find them. So that's how Klaus and I started the Schwab Foundation for Social Entrepreneurship. In, uh, that's how we set out to find these people in the late uh, 90s because I thought it was important to give them a platform, to include them in the works of the World Economic Forum with all the business people, the politicians, the academia, give them recognition because many people didn't know what was social entrepreneurship at that time. Is it true that the early cohort of the Schwab Foundation, the first when you kind of identified the top 10 that you could on your radar, that initially you were supposed to give a cash prize to them and then they decided that's not something that they want. Is that is that story true? That story is true. Absolutely. The first meeting of social entrepreneurs was in, in New York. The first and unique time it didn't happen in Davos. That was because after 9-11, we wanted to you know give support to the city of New York. And there were 40 social entrepreneurs at that time invited to New York. And I remember vividly, we sat somewhere in a dark place. And the people then, they came out and said, we don't want your cash prize. But I think it would be much better if you created a network so that we could stay connected to each another. Because this was already global. People came from all over the world. And they wanted to keep this network and be able to work together from that moment on. That's the origin of the, the network of the Schwab Foundation Fellows. That's incredible. How do you think and how does the foundation, apart from giving the network, continue to support uh, this community as well? It is a very lonely, uh, lonely affair to be a social entrepreneur because you have to fight constantly. There are so many difficulties that you see and you want to improve, of course, the life of the people. And it, it's very hard to do that. As the Schwab Foundation, we can make important connections also, not just the network among themselves, which is critically important because we have seen collaboration over continents now, people who are working all over. And uh, so this is really uh, something that is, is fantastic but also make connections, for instance, with partners of the World Economic Forum, with partners of the Schwab Foundation, who can help to advance their organization. 
So this is very critical. And what's amazing is cross-sectoral partnerships as well. It's like someone's working in health and someone's working in education yes. and they find partnerships, which is fascinating. We were in Davos uh, in 2020 and someone who was working in blockchain found partnership with someone working in football uh, and creating equality uh, through through sport. Yep. So it's incredible cross-partnerships. Yep. So I guess that ethos of e-social entrepreneur, which yep. is to serve in their community, that yes. is... Yep. That remains. It's it's absolutely critical because everything is interlinked. If you think of um, health problems, they are also problems in education, poverty. Everything touches on, on something else. And so that's why this network is so important. And also this kind of leads to the point that the Schwab Foundation really focuses on systems change, a systems level social innovators. So really someone looking at the core of the problem mm -hmm. than just the problem, yeah. which is what makes this community even more special, yeah. is doing that in particular yeah. is quite a difficult and challenging yeah. experience. Yes, yes. No, but I, I think um, most of the social entrepreneurs, they have they have embraced the system change because they know even better than us. I mean, you know what, what it's all about. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to see that happening. That was Hilde Schwab. Now, Matt Damon, Shakira, Shah Rukh Khan, what do these global superstars have in common? Well, they're all creating impact through the World Economic Forum. Hilde Schwab creates spaces for artists and cultural leaders to work with the forum's business community to shape a better world. Stay tuned to find out how. I'm Linda Lucina, host of Meet the Leader, the flagship leadership podcast from the World Economic Forum, where top leaders from business, government, and more share how they're tackling the world's biggest challenges. Leaders like activist Jane Goodall. You've got to reach the heart. It's no good arguing with the head. Or leadership expert John Amici. You can find your inner giant no matter what. Or leaders like former Vice President Al Gore. We have to be willing to make bold moves. Or even CEOs like Verizon's Hans Vestberg. If you're going to lead other people, you need to start with yourself. Only from the World Economic Forum. This is Meet the Leader. Welcome back to Let's Fix It, the podcast from the Schwab Foundation for Social Entrepreneurship at the World Economic Forum. In this episode of Let's Fix It, we're hearing from the one and only Hilde Schwab, co-founder and chairperson of the Schwab Foundation for Social Entrepreneurship. Have you ever wondered what drives social change leaders to continue pushing themselves to improve the state of the world? Well, find out in a minute. What was interesting about the foundation over the last 20 years is, yes, there's, there's this incredible community of social entrepreneurs, uh, but in 2019, you decided to open the remit and also award entrepreneurs in public sector, in private sector, thought leaders in the social innovation mm -hmm. ecosystem. So we kind of zoomed out of entrepreneurship to innovation, to social mm -hmm. innovation. Um, what caused that shift? Social entrepreneurship is describes not just an activity, but it stands for a mindset. So this mindset we can see is now penetrating also business and governments, as well as the educational system. We have courses at countless universities about social entrepreneurship, and which demonstrate that this mindset is generalized. People in businesses and in governments are recognizing that uh, we need a social improvement yeah. in the world in general, I mean, which is really critical. And uh, it's not just the social entrepreneurs who have realized that. So in the last 20 years, this mindset really has changed, yeah. which is very positive. 
So a little bit about the entrepreneurship journey. So governments and businesses have recognized this and there's obviously change brewing in this and you recognize this mindset shift. Is that the reason to start bringing them into the community? Because you realize that there's, this is what bring, this is what kind of makes them all kind of similar entrepreneurs and intrapreneurs. Was that the reason to give them a network as well? Not really. The reason was to foster entrepreneurship inside corporations mm. and inside governments and, and even in, you know, universities and so, so, but we see this happening, uh, which is really great. And the, the connectivity that is made now between the social entrepreneurs and the intrapreneurs is, is really wonderful to see. Yeah. yeah. It, we, at first remember when we had the first Davos, we were a bit nervous. We were like, are they going to get along? Are they not? And, it was, as you said, it was a mindset. They, yes. They're all geared towards service. They're yeah. geared towards creating, you know, some kind of social change or environmental change. And they just came together like they were long lost brothers and sisters. That's exactly how it felt. And I think also it, it's very important because both sides can profit from it. Yeah. And one of the things that the forum talks about, the forum is committed towards a better world through partnerships, public-private partnerships, yeah. Yeah. and bringing that within the social entrepreneurship yeah. sector Social entrepreneurs struggle often yeah. to create business yeah. and government exactly. partnerships. Yeah. And, and also what I'm thinking now about the future is that in the present situation, governments are loaded with debt. Mm. And they see that they need the private sector. Private sector in this case is social entrepreneurs. Their support is needed to advance social welfare in general. We did an impact study as well of the entrepreneurs mm. in the last three years. We found that the entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs only the last three years from 2019 to 2022 have reached 100 million people around yeah. the world. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, so the impact is, is yeah. significant. Let me talk to you a little bit about your moments with the Schwa Foundation. In the last 20-ish years, the foundation remains as one of the key pillars in the social innovation ecosystem. What are some of your proudest moments uh, at the foundation? The celebration of the 20 years of the Schwab Foundation, of course, that was really a, a landmark. And uh, this um, independent impact report showed that um, we had positively uh, touched the lives of 700, over 700 million people in 190 countries. And this is quite an achievement. I know it's a staggering figure, but the social entrepreneurs, it's, it's their, their doing. So it's, it's really absolutely wonderful. And Mr. Schwab, you talked a little bit about something that you, excites you about the future. Uh, one being that we're launching a new award category. Mm -hmm. uh, what excites you about that? So the new award category is the Collective Social Innovation Award that we will launch in, in Davos. And it means that a number, maybe two, four, social entrepreneur organizations are working together on one specific problem. And this is very exciting to see now. We are in the process of searching these organizations and awarding them. We have just been helping a little bit on the side. You had the vision to create a network for people who really needed one. It's quite a beautiful community. It's a wonderful, like a family. Yeah. This is true. Yeah, yeah. true. And, uh, you know, what is truly special about this community is really that uh, it's really the relationships and the friendships, but also the collaboration for scaling up the impact. So it's all three that goes together. What's something that excites you about the future of the foundation? I'm still and I will be excited about the impact that the community can have and about the collaboration between, you know, all the stakeholders. I think this is the most important thing to, to see the impact. And we have come a long way now. Yeah. It was hard from the beginning. It was not obvious. But I think it will continue like this. And that's really my, my greatest joy.
you've been in this ecosystem for a while. You have, I think, to some extent, been a social entrepreneur yourself. Starting the World Economic Forum almost sounds like a social entrepreneurship yes, journey. That, it was. It was yeah. a social entrepreneurship. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. strives and, and successes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit, Mr. Schwab, uh, what advice would you share for people wanting to become a social entrepreneur or a social innovator? I think it comes down to define, to defining what you want in your life, where you want to be, what you want to achieve. Do you want to be part of social change? So if you have a new idea, create a social enterprise or else you can join a social enterprise. There are so many who are just waiting for people, you know, who, who come and help. Social entrepreneurs, as you said, they've impacted 722 million people in over 190 countries. But the work hasn't stopped. There's still a lot to no, do. And the social change sector is changing as well. And it's rapidly changing. Yeah. What's one change that you hope to see in this, in this ecosystem? Well, it's, you know, there's a lot of work being done by the social entrepreneurs, but also by, by other stakeholders of society because they have understood now what it needs to make the world a better place. I, I just wish more understanding of, uh, of the social sector and that is becoming mainstream. And you can see it already now in, in, you know, the young generation, if you ask them, do you think you are a social entrepreneur? I mean, 80% in a big group would, uh, would, would answer yes. Or, so uh, maybe the definitions might you know, vary a little bit, but I think people have understood that your life is not only about money, yeah. about, uh, you know, about success, I mean, financial success, but it is also about being, being there for others and helping to improve. Absolutely. The state of the world. Yeah. And it's possible to balance the two. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of the social entrepreneurs who we've interviewed and social innovators we've interviewed, most of them said it's possible to be for profit and for purpose. Yes, absolutely. And, and we see that in a community all the time. And I think there's this strange notion that, oh, if you're for profit, then you can't be for social change. And if you're for social change, you can't be for profit. And the stakeholder capitalism <laughs> model just kind of dismantles that, that almost yeah. ridiculous thinking that it's possible to balance everything in your... In yeah, your... because it still says capitalism. Yeah. That it is yeah. Capitalism. That, that's what it is. Of course, maybe the, the term is a little bit tricky. You probably have to be both. Yeah. You have to be both in order to advance uh, social issues. Uh, what is a piece of advice that you would share with your younger self? Oh, my younger self. <laughs> when I was younger, I was very shy and I wasn't bold enough. So this is something I would advise myself I could, if I could back. Uh, but there's not a regret, no regret. That was Hilde Schwab, co-founder and chairperson of the Schwab Foundation for Social Entrepreneurship and also the co-founder and chairperson of the World Arts Forum. Want to hear more ways social innovators are fixing it? Then check out our website, schwabfound.org. Please subscribe to Let's Fix It wherever you get your podcasts and please do leave us a writing or a review. This episode of Let's Fix It was presented by me, Pavitra Raja, and produced by Alex Court. With thanks to Amy Kirby and Jerry Johnson for editing, and Tom Birchall for sound design. Special thanks to our partners, Mutsepe Foundation, and thanks also to our executive producers, Georg Schmidt, Robin Pomeroy, and Francois Bonici. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more inspiring stories. <laughs>